You're listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. I'm one of your hosts, Tula Weber. And I'm Abby Baker. And welcome to Tabby Cat, everyone. How are we holding up today, Abby? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Doing all right. It, it's kind of gloomy outside. I know. I feel like it has not been a very sunny day in a long time. It welcome be, to it winter. It might be winter. It could be. <laughs> um, <laughs> so today, we're going to be talking about the pandemic. We're a little late, I won't lie. Um, like 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 a year late or something yeah um, but here we are I thought it'd be more productive to talk about the pandemic once like the side effects of being in a pandemic had really set in yeah so, so I'm kind of glad we're doing it now I think so too I think we have more to say all right so I think we all know what a pandemic is but just in case you forgot a pandemic is a disease that is prevalent over a whole country or the world yay, yay. great awesome i love that okay so we're gonna talk about like what we felt about the pandemic when it started so what were your first thoughts about the pandemic like you hear coronavirus is in china and it's gonna spread everywhere but you're also like what did you think i don't think it was declared a pandemic until no it definitely wasn't it was just a disease yeah okay then we'll break this up into two okay so how did i first feel when covid started becoming like a scary thing I was very much like, oh, hope they're okay over there. Like, yeah, I wasn't really imagining that it'd be an issue that I'd have to face. And it was another totally one of those, agree. one of those things that you see on the news and you're like, like slaps, you slap yourself on the knee and you're like, Hey, yeah, I definitely didn't think it was going to be a big deal, which is crazy. Looking back at it, I was like, well, it's not really here yet. And then a billion cases came to Seattle. And then it was like, oh, well, it's here. But it's not going to come to Spokane. And then it came to Spokane. And it was like, okay, I guess I'm locked inside now. (laughs) Yeah, what happened was we got the first confirmed case in the U.S. in Seattle, which is, what, five hours away from where we are? Yeah. And I was like, wow, well, that sucks. Yeah. I'm so glad our government is equipped to contain it. And then we got our first confirmed case in Spokane and everyone was like, all right, well, let's be careful now. And we had some announcements over the intercom and stuff like that. And then they were like, oh, we're taking a two week break. And that was a year ago. So, yeah, you know, what's crazy about that. So that was on March 14th and March 14th has become such a significant date for me because that was the date that we did the walkout. Oh my god, it was. Yeah, so that was the day that we did the walkout. This, that's the day that everything closed down. It's a crazy date. So I'll always remember the day that everything closed down from the pandemic. And yeah. it's crazy because my mom and I, we went to the mall like a few days before everything closed down. And yeah. we went there and everything had like, it was eerie. It was like, we all knew that it was coming. No, no, no. I went to like Target or something a few days before everyone was like, well, maybe you should wear a mask. But you know, it's not. Needed. you don't need to yeah you don't need one and then i was at target and i was like where is all the target things and then like two days later everyone was like you can't go outside don't go outside don't leave the house and that was like it was strict for the for yeah. the first bit there it was crazy. like i literally didn't i did not see a soul like yeah. i was really strict about it i really only went out for groceries and stuff like that and then you know so when did we know like did you have a specific moment when you knew that it was going to be serious uh yeah once the two weeks was like actually it's going to be longer i was like oh crap yeah same here that's i was like yay oh my god spring break came early and then they were like you're not coming back yeah you're like all right 
I knew it was serious when I started thinking about my mom's underlying conditions. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. So that was when I was like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. And it, I really don't think you can blame people who didn't, like, understand how the severity of it at first. Oh, yeah. Like, from, like, January to March. I feel like no one really knew. No, and especially I didn't. I think, okay, a- another moment vis- for visuals yeah. that I was like, this is bad, is when I went to the grocery store, like, normal, and there was nothing. Oh, God, like, the traffic for, like, weeks was, like, it was empty in the street. Dude, I know. I, I went to the grocery store. And there was no paper towels, no cleaning supplies, no hand sanitizer, no toilet paper, nothing. Yeah. Like, the whole store was empty except, you know, there was, like, perishables. Yeah, like, it was really eerie. Like it was terrifying. And, yeah, I remember driving down the street and there was just no one. Yeah, like, that's a really horrible feeling. It's, like, apocalyptic. It was awful. It was, like, okay, I've seen movies that look like this, but why yeah. is it, like, what I'm seeing right now? Okay, so fast forward a little bit. Now, do we know people who have had it and how has it affected them and you? Because neither of us have had it. So. Yeah, no. High five. Woo! Staying Let's safe. Let's go. Um, um, I have known people who have had it. Um, and for them... Uh, okay, so my mom we think she had it because she got a rapid test and it came back negative but rapid tests aren't known to be as reliable and then she had like every single symptom of covid and it was horrible and like she still struggles with breathing sometimes so we're almost Mm. positive that she had it but i quarantined from her everyone was okay it was just and my grandparents had it but it it wasn't as bad for most of the people that i know but at the same time like ICU hospitalizations Mm -hmm. and stuff are way up and have been for the last year so it's like clearly this is affecting some people very much I've I've known people who've known people that have had it but like close circle wise no one I I had a close friend whose mom's co-worker had it yeah but like other than that I mean I, I, I don't know. I guess not. I, I've definitely seen, like, mutuals and, like, people I, I quote know have yeah. it. But no one that I actually know personally. Well, the thing is, if you're being, like, if you are literally just staying at home, you're not going to get COVID. No, seriously. If you're literally. not seeing anyone, you're staying at home, you're not going to get it. And so everyone, well, not everyone, clearly. No, I think everyone knows the risks at this point. It's just that some people ignore well, them. no. I mean... Some people, I still see people that are like, COVID's a hoax. Like, I know people who think COVID's a hoax. Do you remember the pandemic video? Wait, what? The pandemic. Don't you remember that? That everyone, like, all the anti-vaxxers were posting and it was like this, like, pseudo-scientific, like, this woman who worked for the FDA and she was like, vaccines give you autism. Oh my God. Do you remember that? That was crazy. I, I, Abby and I both knew someone who was like hella anti-vax and like, really didn't believe in anything like that thought that masks were stupid i know someone today that i'm not too close with that is also like anti-mask and the thing is like okay don't wear one then see what happens like i mean low-key not wearing a mask is borderline just like straight up bioterrorism if you have covid because like people who don't believe in it and yeah if you have it and just go walk around like giving people diseases i feel like that's kind of well, it's just crazy to me because it's like, what? I understand that you don't want to wear a mask, but what harm is it going to cause you if you do? If you don't want to wear a mask, don't go outside. I just don't understand. Like, it, if wearing a mask, like, how 
how is this going to harm you? I, I just don't get that part of it because it's like, yeah. even if you don't believe in it, just like do, do it to appease other people, to protect other people. Whatever you need to tell yourself to wear the freaking mask, just do it. Also, like, I lost my train of thought, but oh my goodness keep talking abby okay um so since we are a podcast about gen z perspectives for the most part or tula and abby perspectives (laughs) um (laughs) so how has our generation reacted and coped with covid19 lol bad yeah i think so too i it's it's like a meme now like everyone's doing so awful that it's become laughable like if if you're if you're really in touch with uh our generation on social media especially platforms like tiktok you'll just know that everyone's just coping by making jokes about it bad humor bad humor like it yeah i mean i'd honestly say that's the main way we're coping with it what i have seen that i'll i'll pat our generation on the back for is a a birth of like a bunch of new hobbies totally a very proud i mean we this is our new hobby yeah we created this during the pandemic Tabby cat was born during the pandemic wow the, pandemic baby we actually we're like a toddler now here's here's an inside fact we pitched to kyrs like two years ago or something like a long time ago. oh my gosh i forgot about yeah. that and they just like and they they didn't it, it didn't reach them basically yeah and you know it, it makes sense it was like okay whatever KYRS is like small scale like volunteer run yeah so the second time we were like okay we are doing this so we we like followed up on our email yeah we filled up the we filled out the form and then we it said we'll get back to you basically in two months and then yeah they didn't respond and so we were like okay let's email the program director love you dana um and then he responded and he was like yes i love the idea for this and then it just kind of went from there but it was totally like unexpected and it's a really cool thing yeah and that's something that's happened i see a lot of people getting into baking and hobbies like this i've picked up i'm I'm learning a language um you know there's a lot of good things that have come out of it and i think people are coping by finding themselves also yeah one thing that is just kind of a side note like on tiktok everyone like there are trends and stuff and some of the trends are really silly but i have found a lot of really fun like craft slash hobby ideas like the other day i saw a tiktok and it was like go to the thrift store and get some cheap art and then like paint over it and so you can it's like super fun like modify art it's like and i did that and it it, it's just really fun and I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad people are finding new ways to express themselves and finding themselves and being inspired by social media, which is originally, you know, what social media yeah, is for. Yeah, that's kind of the right? goal. Um, and, you know, you can always bring up the thousands of negative side effects of yeah, any yeah. social media, <laughs> but I'm not going to. Sorry. Yeah, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, okay. Maybe later. So that's general how our generation has reacted. So how has school changed? Hmm. Um, a lot. We talked about school already in an episode. Um, I, I already did online school before the pandemic hit, so it, it's definitely been a different experience for me. This sucked. It sucked. But I hate it. it's crazy for me because I like teachers. Shout out to teachers, honestly. Um, but it's crazy to see how teachers have overcome all of these technical difficulties, and like they are still teaching despite the fact that we are in a pandemic, and you, you have like a Teams meeting. Literally. That is like the worst platform for anything. I hate teams. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. And also, okay, my GPA dropped by 50% this year. 50%. That is half. 
my GPA is half of what it was last year. I was a freshman who took nine classes and had A's in all of them. And then online school hit, I had no motivation, none. Like no competition with peers, no student teacher relationships. And I just had no motivation to succeed. Like the only thing pushing was like, well, I need this credit. And you know, that's not much motivation at all. So I like barely passed this year. And as someone who, who enjoys school, and enjoys being in a learning environment yeah it really was like a punch in the face i hated it and yeah it kind of uh went to show how fragile my work ethic was yeah it it hasn't been like that for me personally i just um i i guess i have some kind of internal motivation but i've definitely seen my peers struggle everyone has had a moment where they've been like, I just, I can't find the motivation to do this. And even in normal school, people have those moments, but it's so hard to just tell yourself that you need to do it and then do it because a teacher's not going to call you out in a team's meeting for not doing an assignment. Yeah. And, and they it, don't have a time to like reach out to you individually because they can't just like catch you after class. They have to email you. And if you don't respond, then that's it. Well, also they can't see if you're on your phones. So you don't have to turn your camera on. You don't have to get out of bed. Yeah. School has become background noise for a lot of kids a lot of people and that is what ruined like everything because i was someone who like my phone was in my bag i would check it maybe in class like maybe yeah like the time a notification something like that but i was never on my phone in school never yeah, had a reason same. to like i said this la last time we talked about school but i go to school with one objective to be at school yeah learn. when i'm at my house there's a billion other things I could be doing. I could be cooking. Totally. I could be eating. I could be like playing video games, anything. Like the possibilities are endless when I'm in my home environment. And that is what ruined my ability, A, to focus and B, work. Like it sucked. Yeah, I definitely relate to that too. Like you said, my phone is like put away during school, mostly because teachers are like, you yeah. know, they have the little phone pockets. But now it's like if a teacher is zoning out or I'm zoning out because the teacher is saying something that I already know. It's like, I can just go on my phone. And I think there's definitely something to be said for being able to tolerate boring moments in your curriculum. And it's a lot easier to just tune it out now. No. So that's been <laughs> really and hard. The thing is, everything has become the boring part of the curriculum. Like, yeah. not voluntarily. <laughs> and it's, it's not the teacher's fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's the fault that, like, you have, you know, literally, not in exaggeration, trillions of other things to do and on your smartphone yeah so like, why would i pay attention and and that is some flawed logic inherently but in the moment like okay so we were gonna i was gonna ask this question a little bit later but i'm gonna ask it now so has our generation felt more pressure to be responsible because of the pandemic yeah and i think the answer is absolutely yes so then the question is how um and i think it is insane the number of times students have accidentally unmuted and you have heard their lives going on around them. Yeah. Like one time I heard a girl and her mom was just like yelling. And it's, it's, it, I mean, that's embarrassing and horrible, but it's like you have to try to do your school and also balance any responsibilities at home that you have. I've been yelled at during class before. And I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was, I got called out. My mom was like, I was fighting with my mom and I was like, mom, you have to be quiet for a second. I'm answering. And I unmute and she's like, oh, you think you can tell me to be quiet? And then my, I like re-muted and was like, I have to answer this question. 
one sec and i unmute again and i was like hey teach like yeah it's it's crazy because dude, it's it sucks because i i mean i people have it a lot worse obviously but it's just it's so well oh you're worrying God. about younger siblings and food and like the pandemic the world and then you're also going to school it's a lot of responsibility and let me say we are both in like prime times of our teenage year where it's like license job college money like get your life together now if you don't get it together now like you won't have this chance again yeah and then it's like also global pandemic and also all the ice caps are melting and also like everything you know I mean, yeah. we had an incompetent president in office for so long, like during when I was like, okay, time to learn how to drive. And then our president was like, it's fine if there are terrorists at the Capitol building. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? It, <laughs> like, when you say those two things, it's like, yeah, so I'm learning how to drive. And also I'm worrying about the riot at the Capitol. Uh, what? Like, what happened? Those two things are not compatible. They shouldn't be. They and, shouldn't be. And yeah. Oh my God back to this as well like a gen z has always been like uh subtly subtly responsible for picking up after other generations but especially when it comes to the pandemic there there are like a child is not going to be anti-mask unless their parent is anti-mask yes i'm just saying like 100 little 11 year old henry is not going to walk into fred meyers without a mask unless his mom is crazy yeah sorry henry literally and it's just, you know, we had anti-mask protests and, like, protests against the state-home order in Spokane. We saw them. That's crazy. What are you protesting? Yeah, so how has mental health been since the pen- pandemic for our generation? Because I feel like it's been crap. No, it's been awful. Like, I, I think, think it's been the worst that it's ever been. I think it's probably something we should talk about after the short break. All right. So, we'll be right back. Bye, guys. Please join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. right here on KYRS as we celebrate social and scientific innovators with breakthrough solutions for restoring people and planet on the Bioneers. It's all alive. It's all connected. It's all intelligent. It's all relatives. It's the Bioneers, revolution from the heart of nature. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. on KYRS, your community radio station. you my arms fold 
mad about you, you know, darling, why so in love with you am I? In love with a night mysterious, the night when you first were there in love with my joy delirious when I knew that you could care so taunt me and hurt me Deceive me, desert me I'm yours till I die So in love So in love So in love with you EW Chicanx Studio Program presents a virtual Indigenous Chocolate Masterclass on February 11th. More information at indigenouschocolate.eventbrite.com. Hey guys! Hey! That was so in love by Roberta Gambarini. Yeah. All right. So we are Wait, going what to. Is this song? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really intense. That's why I was wondering if that was the lo-fi we were playing. My bad. Um. Okay. So continuing to talk about the pandemic. We're just, we just started to talk about mental health. We brought it up. Um, um, my mental health has never been better. I'm not going to lie. I, I had a moment. So over the summer, I went off of one of my medications with my psychiatrist's permission. But it was like, I just wanted to see if I could. The answer was no. <laughs> in case you were wondering, um, don't go off of your antipsychotic if you're bipolar. And Crazy. We thought that I was bipolar, but I'd never had a, a true manic episode. It was just the way that my depression swung that they were thinking and which medications it reacted to. Um, and then I had a manic episode oh when God, I that went. That was crazy. Yeah, it was wild when I went off of the medication. And so then we ended up going to the hospital for a little bit after I crashed. Uh, we're back now. We're all good. But. Um, so that was the only mental health blip that I had. Um, but I know so many of my friends have really been struggling. Yep. This has been the worst, like monumentally bad for my mental health. This year sucked. Yeah. Oh I my think God. One part of depression that I think people really underestimate is how helpful distraction can be. Dude, like that's just like my only coping. Like mechanism. distraction and routine are so helpful in preventing depression. The only reason okay, so here's my like two here's my zero and a hundred. Zero is like 
I am not leaving my bed. I am in my room. It's a mess. There's stuff everywhere. I'm not talking to anyone. I, I'm like watching one TV show probably. And that's all I'm doing. Like I'm just sitting there. Or I'm at 100 and I have nine classes a day and I'm doing stuff afterwards and I have a project and I have a like recital and I have private lessons and I'm going and I'm going and I'm going. And there's no like in between like where I can just be like, yay, I am so balanced and healthy because I need this go, go, go to keep myself from not going at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And for me, like this pandemic like i i I had i ran into uh one of my friends at the gas station like my older friends yeah that's an adult and she was like haha yeah must have been hard going from doing everything to doing nothing and i was like yeah yep thanks it definitely sucked and like it it just plummeted my mental health like i went it it just sucked because not having this coping mechanism of staying busy and like you know, constantly producing something because when, when you're doing things, yeah. you, you have tangible evidence that you did things. You have the oh paper my God, you I wrote. I've struggled with that you too. Have, you have everything. You have a recording of, of the song you played. Everything is tangible and you can look at it and be like, I am a good person because these are good things that I've created. And then it was like, actually, everything's digital now and you can't leave your house. And I was like, oh my God, I suck. Yeah, you have to have a really strong internal sense of self to not start questioning who you are during a pandemic. <laughs> Dude, it was awful. And, you know, it's it's not as bad now. Whatever. It's still bad, but it's not, like, dehabilitating anymore. Um, But, yeah. Anyway, that's my rant. It sucks. I hate the pandemic. It, like... Yeah. It also just robbed us of, like, some of our most important, like birthdays summers yeah totally that really sucked for me my sweet 16 was right during the pandemic in two weeks yeah it's happening during pandemic i am making the most of it don't don't get me wrong i have big plans with within limits big Uh, but big plans small gatherings am i right let's go all right yeah so one last thing about our generation before we move on to more political things um so one thing that I've been asked about a lot is reopening. Um, so reopening schools, that is. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. And I think our generation as a whole does too. I know some people who may be a little bit less civically minded are kind of like, I want to go back to school. I want to go back to sports. And I think a lot of that messaging is probably from their parents, quite honestly. Um but from most people, what I've heard is, this is my senior year. This sucks. I really want to go back and do all of the things that I want to do. And at the same time, that also seems like a horrible idea since the vaccine just got released. Teachers aren't even vaccinated. We know the school buildings aren't going to change at all as far as sanitation goes. Like, it just seems like a really messy time to try to go back in March. So I feel like most people are thinking reopening is not the best idea right now. Okay. The the relatable haha teenager part of me is like I need to go back to school right now. Totally. But the the educated person who's like just suffered from like over a year of being in a pandemic, I'm like, okay, you know what? The worst thing we could possibly do is send hundreds of thousands of kids back into crowded uh, like non filtrated buildings. Yeah. Let me tell you, 
LC, great school. Love it there. I, I'm wearing their merch right now. But we can't enforce a dress code. There is There's not, no dress code. There is not a chance we can enforce 3,000 kids wearing masks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or, or, I'm wearing I, masks correctly. I would love to have faith in our school to be like, yeah, woohoo, like we're masked up, we're doing great. It's not gonna happen. And let like if if there is just like a, a little bit of breach in, in this mask system, like let's say three to five percent of kids of three thousand aren't wearing masks and then another ten percent or twenty percent don't know how to wear masks correctly, these, these And are, one has COVID, then yeah, you're done. These are plausible odds, by the way. If one of those kids has COVID and they touch surfaces and they do this and they do that and they're breathing everywhere and they take their mask off in the lunchroom, it's going to bring it all down. We are going to go back to school for two weeks and then we're all going to get COVID and yeah. go home. And I think, honestly, it would be more devastating to have to go home again. No, I, I To would- go back to school for two weeks and then go home again. I think that would be so much worse than just, like, waiting until we're actually prepared to go I back. I would cry my eyes out to, like, be like, woohoo, school, and then, like, be sent home again. Yeah, and that's, that like, worst case scenario. that happened to a scenario. lot of kids, like, um, a couple months ago. Did it? After the summer in, in places like the South. Oh, oh, yeah. And, by the way, worst cases in America right now are in the South shocking shocking crazy. i'm very surprised i'm very surprised right now this is my surprised voice oh my god how was that i am so surprised but yeah a lot of people went back and literally i'm not even joking you two weeks later were sent home immediately because or weren't sent home and then all of them got covid well yeah eventually everyone got sent home um so yeah i think that's a great place to say uh, there's a school levy right now, and even though there have been some difficult things with schools, we want to support our teachers and all of the staff that really make have and have made schools comfortable in the pandemic. And so uh, I-, I would like to say yes to the school levy, Vote testified yes. for it at the city council. Like, let's do this. Well, Yahoo. Woo. Yeah, if, if, if this pandemic has hit anyone the hardest, teachers are in, like, the top five. Yeah. So, support funding teachers. We don't want to cut their jobs. We don't want to make our education system worse. Yeah. And don't not vote yes for the levy because you think, because you're mad that schools aren't reopening. That's totally counterproductive. I was just going to say that's counterproductive. Yeah. Like... I mean, I could come with an uh, with up with a metaphor, but if you can't understand it straight up, then you're I don't probably know what's not going gonna on. get it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, never mind. If actually. you don't get it, you're not gonna get it. So okay. True. Um. So let's move on to the systemic shortcomings that COVID has highlighted. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's talk politics for a little bit. Um. Okay, so I think number one, let's talk about Donald Trump's handling of the pandemic because I think that's been really, really huge. I've been talking my face off, so why don't you go first? Oh, okay. Um, so pandemic started, and there were still a lot of Trump supporters who were like, "He's doing good things for the economy." (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, and then I think his handling of the pandemic probably lost him like half of his supporters and then the rest of his supporters dropped off during the insurrection at the Capitol. Hmm. 
All right. Here's my Not hot take on how Trump handled the pandemic. Yeah. Hot he, take. He didn't. Yep. At all. Yep. It was like, it was terrible. He disbanded. Well, I don't even remember what he disbanded. You know the group that is like responsible for yeah he tried to and stuff like he that. He tried to not fund the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. What? What? Okay. First off, it was that, and that was me already. I hate Donald Trump. And then he was like, you know what? We're actually, you know what? I hate when people try and take care of pandemics. So let me just stop funding the Center for Disease Control. Yeah, by the way, Biden is back on that. We're not, we we still, yeah. <laughs> we're back in that now. Thank you, Biden, for that executive uh, order. Yeah, appreciate it. High five, Good Joe job. Biden. I mean, I mean, I can't even really say much. I could go on and on about the yeah. the things he's done to worsen the pandemic, but he never, ad- like, a- like, advocated for mask wearing. He never went up and was like, this is serious, which is why all of his supporters Okay, I'm saying, uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I don't have sympathy for Trump supporters. So yeah, all of his supporters are so brainwashed by him that he, if, he, if he were to say something about masks, they would wear one. But he didn't. And so they didn't wear masks or they didn't care about masks or they didn't care about the pandemic and they didn't take it seriously. And that's what that's what shot U.S. cases to like 400,000. You know what? This was a great opportunity for him to sell mega masks. And you know what he didn't do? He could have made a hex ton of profit off of his Make America Great Again masks. And we wouldn't have hundreds of thousands of deaths in America. Yeah. You know what he didn't do? He didn't use capitalism in his favor. I miss when the the North and South were separate. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, that could could work. This side of the U.S., cases are going down. We're not doing good. I'm not saying that. Cases are going down but everywhere, cases, though. Cases are going down, and we're handling it, and people are masked up. And then you cross this line over to the south, and colleges are throwing giant parties and frat houses and stuff like that. And people are like, oh, well, you know, new year, new me. Looks like the pandemic finally ended because it's January 2021. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting, though? When we're talking about how states have handled the pandemic, yeah. I mean, like the United States, not like nation states. Um, I so I went to Coeur d'Alene the other day and I was wearing a mask. You know, I was just going about my business. Doing oh, we don't my claim errands. Idaho, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, we don't claim Idaho. Idaho is part of the South, like. And so we were going on this like outdoor like little cruise thing. Like we're just sitting down, all wearing our masks in our little bubble, and you know what happens? What? No one around us is wearing a mask. Great. I got and isn't it the mandated audacity? In I, I don't think it was because like no one was wearing a mask and I was like I'm googling it what is happening because in Washington we have a mask mandate and I really have not seen anyone just like straight up not wearing a mask in a public place I have okay but not like 80% it's of the really people really rare it was crazy I couldn't believe it and then I realized oh this is why most of the country has insane death rates also uh Idaho had like one of the steepest climbs ever and cases were going up and they were like we're in phase four right now no one has to wear masks we're just hanging out and that's not like i went to idaho once because i went with my friend whose mom like needs a a certain kind of soap or something yeah and so we went there to pick that up and no one's masked up and apparently that's like the, the rule now you don't have to but cases were higher than spokane's higher than anywhere in washington's yeah that's so crazy to me yeah, so that was interesting. 
Um, and so, okay, looks like as of, uh, yeah, as of November last year, Idaho had the second highest rate of infection in the entire country. Yeah, so for me, I feel like one of the things that the pandemic really highlighted is how different the states are because this you think true. about it and you realize, you know, I think pretty much everyone knows that the states are different, but you don't realize just how much independence the states have until you realize that the federal government can't control them to do anything. Um, so that is what the founding fathers wanted. Uh, didn't work so well during the pandemic, I'd say. All right, looks like looks like the mandates for masks in Idaho are done by like counties. Huh. Which is not doesn't work, but, but you know yeah. whatever. Okay. But yeah, that that is that is true. All right. Um Yeah, th- so George Floyd's death happened in March mm-hmm. of 2020, right after we locked down. Um and so with that came a lot of new activists. I use the term activists loosely. Um and so I feel like a lot of people have gotten more politically involved since the pandemic. How would you say that's true? How do you think that's... Absolutely. I love talking about this. I think it's yeah. great. It, mostly great. There. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like everything has some downsides if you think about it long enough. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that it is almost true. All right. But when it comes to the pandemic and George Floyd's death, it launched this sort of new, like, urgency, I would say, in, yeah, in the urgency, youth that's to be good. like, yep. okay, wow, like, something is wrong, like, why are civil rights not being respected, what's going on, and a lot of people who were educated came out and started trying to educate the public and talking about it, and it was great, and this education was frequently seen on everyone's social media, and everyone was talking about it, Black Lives Matter was a gigantic thing. Great thing. We went to protest in our city and everyone was yeah. masked up at ours. Yeah. So that was great. Awesome. I didn't get COVID from it. Me neither. So I don't think really anyone did. Yeah. So I, I think the, uh, you know, in quotes, the left has really grown. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the le- the left. Yeah. It's hard to really define that, which um, is why there's the quotes. Uh, has like gained a large percentage of our generation yeah i think anyone in our generation who was undecided has pretty much decided at this point yeah yeah yeah. um and so i think one thing that has happened with this growth is that a lot of people really invested for the first couple months and then dropped off like all gone this is again what the toxic part of having politics trend yeah um, it's trenders like people who participate in trends and people who want clout off of trends will join in and then once it loses popularity leave yeah and a lot of people like the right about we're using quotes when we when we're generalizing these yeah it's a generalization we recognize it the right use this opportunity to be like oh the left is blah 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 and whatever like it's just a trend whatever and it sucked as like someone as Abby and I have been leftists or like been pretty radical for a long time. So yeah. much so that we organized like pretty left leaning protests together. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks to see like us generalized as a trend. Yeah, because it, it and it sucks because in some senses it's true. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I think we'll touch a little bit more about that after this break. Yep. BRB. 
Hi, I'm C.S. Song, host with Sasha Lilly of a unique program about politics, society, and ideas. It's called Against the Grain, and it's an investigation into alternative ways of looking at history, economics, social movements, labor politics, gender and race, and much more. Provocative analysis, pointed critiques, informed guests, in-depth interviews. We invite you to tune into Against the Grain every Monday morning from 6 to 7, right here on KYRS. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Tula. And we are from Tabby Cat a talk show that jumps off of the deep end into the teenage mind. As two high schoolers, we will give our insights into politics and share our most intimate thoughts on commitment, love, friendship, and more. A lighthearted but educated response to whatever the world can throw at us, Tabby Cat is created for people of every age to challenge their perception of Gen Z and the way we operate. Make sure to tune in every Sunday at 2 p.m. on KYRS 88.1 and 92.3 FM. See you then! crazy welcome back wow. to can you believe that was us just talking on the radio like eight months ago like eight months ago yeah okay crazy. so uh now that we heard our own promo um <laughs> we thought that would be a very funny <laughs> we're like laughing so hard over here and we you were, guys are like we, what why would you play that yeah you're, well, you're stupid anyway, <laughs> so love that left this influx so appreciate you guys but the bad the, things that came from this is the miseducation of leftists. Like, and the performative activism. Yeah, especially just, like, like white girls who, like, saw one TikTok about communism and were like, yes, let's let's say I'm a leftist now, but then think that, like... Some, that's it. That's it. And don't understand that, like... I mean, I... I, I okay. Communism is, like, crazy radical. Like, literally so far, so far away from, like, politics as we know it right now. Like, it's it's even hard to identify as, like, part of the left. But, um, it's great. I love, I love seeing people, like, you know, not demonize other forms of, you know, political ideology. But, yeah, so my issue with it, with this new influx in the left or Democrats or whatever you want to call it. Democrats. Democrats. Um, I, I think it's an issue for me because, and we've talked about this before, so I don't feel like I need to talk about it for too long. It, you get this influx and these people see a few Instagram posts and they feel educated about it and then it stops. And I'm not saying everyone needs to go become a politician and run for everything and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I'm just saying if you're going to say you're informed about something, you need to be informed about it. Yeah. And, you know, eh, it's kind of hard because we see people trying to be activists or being performative like with posting the black squares if you still have that up on your instagram take it down right now please well but like yeah what um, my issue isn't that so many people are involved that's awesome that's great yeah. it's just that th this trend really isn't sustainable like if you're going to be active in politics in the long run you it doesn't just stop here when you feel like you've educated yourself to be anti-racist enough. It's a lifelong pursuit <laughs> yeah. of progressing. Also, I want to I want to like quickly touch on this where uh, a thing that we're hearing a lot about right now is horseshoe theory when it comes to politics. Do you know what this is? Oh yeah, totally. That's not true. 
what is wrong with you so really if, if no it is not true at i all. feel like you i definitely think like you end up authoritarian no matter which way you go i disagree with that completely really that is not true okay this course think, on tabby think cat this, think about this think about a horseshoe and there's there's the left and the right and people are saying that if you go either direction for enough time you'll be in the same space I don't think you'll be in the same space, but like it's the same thing. That's what the horseshoe theory is. But you do end up going to a whole lot of government control, and I think, like, if How? we're talking about How? both, okay, but if we're talking about both Democrats and Republicans being totally corrupt and horrible, yes, we do have to get out of that cycle. We can't be just Democrats and Republicans. We have to break out of it. That's why you break out and you move to like, okay, so the left and the right is break it broke up into like, you know, non-government, really far left. Okay. Kind of things like that. And hella government authoritarianism, fascism on the right. Uh-huh. So, if you go really far left, you reach, like... Entire government control. No! Yes! It's completely you nothing. Can't, no. It's, it's, it's like... No, that's a different thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. You cannot go so far left that you reach authoritarianism. Yes, you can. How? How does that work? I, the I, furthest possible left is like, is like, oh my god, what is the word? It's like anarchism isn't in the horseshoe. It's saying left and right and communism is like far left spectrum. Okay, if we're talking about sir like if we go all the way to the left, we say government controls everything. We say government controls all social programs, all like jobs, all funding, all everything. If we go to, all the way to the far right, we say pretty much the same thing just in in a different font. Like, we do end up at authority... Like, there are different forms of authoritarianism, but they are both authoritarianism. That is if, that's a social... If you consider socialism the furthest left end, which it isn't. It's socialism... Okay, what communism. is your furthest... Communism is is farther, and that's people, people. And then socialism is still government involved. Okay, so but if, there's... If you in put, communism, it's not like there's not a government. The government yeah, is still know, controlling the systems. Not like... Not... It's... No. I would put socialism... Yes more authoritarian than communism. So if you regard socialism as the further end of leftism. I, but there's still a government. If you go all the way to communism, there's still a government, and they are saying that the people have the means of production, okay. so they are determining that. We'll talk about this more later. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, horseshoe, politics, theory, that's a different episode. Um, so if we move on a little bit from politics... What has COVID taught us? So mostly about ourselves, I think is a good, a good starting point. How have we been able to self-reflect? Uh, it's been good. I've definitely self-reflected. Okay. Um, for me, it's been really interesting to have so much time to myself. Um, I, I've had a lot of opportunity to think. Um, just about who I am, who I want to be, where I want to go. And it's been really helpful to have that time to slow down because what other opportunity are you going to get like this? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And I think that's been really big for a lot of people is just this time to think. Like teenagers are regarded as pretty unstable in general and like yeah. Haha, teenagers being teenagers. But this pandemic has really been like, OK, actually, you're an adult now. And you have to know everything about yourself. Or it, it, I feel like, okay, here's all this time. If I don't know who I am after this, then why did I just waste all this time? 
yeah, I think it's there's aren't really excuses for not being the person that you're trying to be um, and taking care of yourself. I, I mean, there are just I think there are. It's a lot harder to. I don't know where my thoughts going. Never mind. <laughs> OK, Um. so what do we think the long term effects of covid will be? I think we've heard a lot about going back to normal. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. What do you think? It won't. People are always going to be uh, like a blank percentage more cautious, a blank percentage more wary. And I definitely don't think that as soon as people are like, okay, you don't have to wear a mask anymore that I'm going to stop. <laughs> like, yeah. I definitely think that, you know, we can, we can take some... Whoa, my thing is like popping right now. Yeah, I just heard that too. That was weird. Um, but I think we can definitely learn from like the more sanitary side of Asian countries that wear masks in public spaces, you know, in general. Yeah, I hope we've learned our lesson. I, I mean, I would love to continue doing that since masks are more normalized. I'm just going to start wearing them. When yeah, I, go out. I know I haven't gotten sick since we started wearing masks. Yeah, I haven't either. Actually. So that's I haven't even gotten a cold. Yay! Yay, masks! Let's go! Woohoo! Yeah, it's great. Um, so very I think, safe. Yeah, on the world, I hope just as a global community, more we're more aware of each other and how everything spreads really quickly now. Yeah. Um, on the government, uh, that's hard. That's a hard I think, one. I think the government's facing mad backlash right now. Yep. We see a lot of people kind of being like, maybe socialist ideas aren't that crazy. Um, and that's cool. And it's great. And I think the government is kind of understanding, at least in some capacity, like maybe we're just inherently racist and things like that. And I see things that are coming out that people are working towards, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe coming to accept, you know, like anti-blackness and things that exist in the roots of government. Yeah, we will eventually work to change. I think all these protests and stuff did something. And I'm glad to say that. I think everyone everyone knew about the Black Lives Matter protests. Everyone knew about George Floyd. People were, you know, forced to know about these things. And I think that's good. Yeah, I think everyone knows at this point that the government is very flawed and it really does not work for everyone. And we just think that for different reasons. So I don't know how the government will keep moving on, you know, the United States government, that is. Yeah. Um, and on our generation overall... I think this will really change the way we think about everything. You know, for the little kids who's like, this is all they know is I have to wear a mask when I go outside. That's yeah. going to be crazy impactful when they're older and they think about their childhood. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Thinking about that, like being a little kid and not being able to see your friends and wearing a mask when you go outside. That's crazy. I to have me. little siblings like my bro- my my I have two siblings. One of them is. 13 and one of them is nine and my little brother is just wearing a mask going to the grocery store and stuff and like if that was my childhood things would definitely be different yeah and like us as a generation as a whole has definitely taken a lot out of this pandemic Mm -hmm. and i'm glad it hasn't been a complete negative for everyone and i'm glad to see people using this as as a time to get educated and figure out who they are and i think this like even if we didn't want to, really matured the the crap out of this generation. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think for me individually, I don't know. I don't know how it'll change me, but I know that it will because <laughs> I guarantee if this would not have happened, my future would look a lot different. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this definitely, like, like you said, gave me time to reflect on myself and, you know, 
I became a lot more educated. I mean, I've always had that sort of aggressive, yeah. like radicalist views, but I've I've read a lot, and you know, debate certainly helps out with that. But you know, it's given me some time to think. Yeah. And as much as I hate that for a lot of reasons, it's been necessary and important. Yeah. Yeah. So, I takeaway: COVID has been very unusual and difficult for everyone. I think all that we can do is keep fighting for change um, and caring for ourselves and our communities the best we can. And if you really care about us and we, 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 the same way we care about you, holy crap, then feel free to support us, a local community at KYRS, by donating and texting GiveKYRS to 44321. Or if you want to get in touch with us individually, hit us up on Instagram, TabbyCatKYRS, which we are live broadcasting behind the scenes and the episode in full every Sunday at 2. Every like week. Our show is. Or visit our, our website designed by yours truly, TabbyCatOnAir.com. Yeah. I appreciate you being us being here with us today. Yeah. Please wear a mask. And don't go outside if you don't need to. Thank you. We'll All talk right. more about horseshoe theory next week. Yeah. All right. Bye see guys. you later. Bye.